Hi, I'm Spencer. And I'm Blake. And, and you're, you're about, about to, to Get, get jumped. jumped. Welcome to a special episode of Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to. But you should still totally watch the anime. This week on Get Jumped, we're watching Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. Yeah, and we're watching it with the fantastic crossover uh, podcast this week, which is, it's super effective. Um, sure it was is. super, super, yeah, it's definitely super effective. Um, they are um, a fantastic podcast that you should totally check out. Um, if you wanted to take a quick moment to pause and go subscribe to their podcast, you totally should. You should. Um, just think of... Think of their podcast as uh, if you ever want to be completely immersed in Pokemon 24-7, you can totally pick up their podcast. Um, But with that being said, let's go ahead and jump in. Cool. Uh, so, uh, for this very special crossover episode, we have a uh, really exciting guest this time. Um, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, uh, uh, I'm SBJ. I host, and this is awkward, I'm really bad <laughs> at ho- presenting myself on other shows. My name is SBJ. I'm the host and creator of It's Super Effective, which is a very long-running and why am I still doing it Pokemon podcast. <laughs> Well, I mean, no, Shield I, Sword uh, just got announced, so there's plenty of reason. That's true. Yeah, no, I've I've been doing ISC for it'll be nine years, uh, and I I love it. And there's always something Pokemon related to talk about, whether that's like TCG or anime or the video games, or now recently with Pokemon Go having weekly events. Yeah. Well, I I had mentioned this to to Blake that I was going to be reaching out to you, and he was like, "Do that," <laughs> because Blake is a uh, is a huge Pokemon fan. It, I, his, yes, his fiance, I, a, his fiance the, and him are basically together because of Pokemon. We are <laughs> literally together because of Pokemon. I had <laughs> te- my my name on a dating app was Team Rowlet, and that's the reason he talked to me because oh goodness, it was like awesome. in in the lead up to Sun and Moon. And I was in love with Rowlet because he's super fucking cute. And then, uh, yeah, Pete reached out to me, and now we are engaged. And, uh, yeah, it was, like, a big deal, too. It was, when did we get together? In, like, May was our first date. And so we had a couple months before the games came out. And when they came out, it was this big deal for us. And, yeah, so we're Pokemon people. Also, one of his best friends came to visit us a couple of months ago, weeks ago at this point. Uh, shout out to Cam, if you're listening. And I told him that we were planning a crossover episode with you guys, and uh, he freaked out. He was very starstruck. <laughs> so oh, you have definite Pokemon community cred. <laughs> for sure. Um, so what what we have uh, what we have you on for today is really exciting for us because it's a it's a throwback movie that uh, most people's childhoods involved. Yeah, which is na- the first Pokemon movie? 1998, oh, yeah. according to when I looked it up on IMDb earlier. And that's for, I think, the American version. The Japanese was probably a year earlier. Yeah. So when did you first see this movie, Steve? Uh, I saw it on release night. Uh, nice. Which was, I, I remember it very cre- clearly because it was, my parents didn't really take us to the movies too often. And it was, because um, it was like November, right? That's what you guys just said. Nope. Yeah. November, uh, and so it was really cold and really snowy, and I remember 
like getting ushered into the theater and our theater being like oversold and me and my, and my sister sitting together and my parents like sitting somewhere else in the theater because like literally every single person was like, I'm saving these seats. I'm saving these seats. I'm saving. <laughs> it's like, you can't save these seats. We've sold too many yeah, seats. That's not um, how it works. <laughs> but I mean, the late nineties was a different time. Well, it's like, you know, I mean, I think seat saving is a time honored tradition, but when it's over, like when everybody is saving seats and the theater's definitely going to be full at some point, your seat save does not count anymore. Yeah. There's totally like a difference of like saving seats in like maybe a half empty theater. But when this is like opening night of, you know, at its time, Pokemon, the biggest ever. Oh, uh, yeah. It's yeah. It was just it was a disaster. But I remember just you know <laughs> loving that entire movie. And I think uh, I think like two or three weeks later we saw it again. Uh, my parents mostly because they wanted more of the ancient Mew cards, but me because I wanted to see <laughs> yeah. it. My parents were very under the impression that these cards, like all the cards, and in the late nineties, were going to be worth millions one day. Everybody was uh, under that impression. I remember. Your- as a child, like talking, baby stock people. I remember as, yes. as a child talking to my other friends who were my age, and we were all convinced that like at least Charizard was going to be worth hundreds, if not thousands, someday. Yeah. And then one of yeah. my friends bent my Charizard, and I almost murdered him right there. <laughs> so, so I as soon as you said that, I like. I still remember vividly the first time that I saw this movie and when the when like Mewtwo has his like breakout moment and he just like goes ham on that base when he I kills a just, lot of human a lot of people die in this movie by the way. Yeah, I remember like being in the theater and just being like, "Oh!" <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I definitely saw this in the theater too. I don't remember, I don't have a specific memory of doing that, but I, I know I have, I had slash have it on VHS and have watched it many times in my life. And I actually saw it in theaters last year also. Nice. Yeah. Oh man, this movie. I love this movie. I'm so... It's not I feel so great, much, but it's not bad, I, and it's super I bad. disagree with you, Blake. I think this movie is great. <laughs> look, look, you know I'm a huge Pokemon fan. It, it definitely has moments. I From remember a, even as a kid, though, like, I was... I Like, the talk in, I must have been, I'm pretty sure sixth grade uh, was when when it came out for me, but I remember just arguing with other kids, as sixth graders do, um... About, like, who is stronger, Mewtwo or Mew? And we had, like, bets <laughs> like, of, like, gonna, if, if, if Mewtwo wins, I'm going to trade you this, you know, hollow Zapdos. Where you're, like, Mew placing wins. bets on the outcome yeah, of the film? I was, I was, yeah. <laughs> he was literally, he was literally horse jockeying for the Pokemon <laughs> first movie. <laughs> and spoiler, they don't really have that much of a fight. And I remember being a kid being, like, kind of disappointed at that. Well, the dark horse in the whole thing was Ash Ketchum. You you didn't yeah. think about that. Should have cloned him, bitch. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, so he could come out with some stripes on his face, basically. Uh, except that's the only stripes. thing that differentiates him. Yeah. Yeah. So the the uh, yeah, it's not like so from a movie standpoint. From the plot is like simple. It's not that simple. Like I was kind of watching it, and I was like, I mean, all of these motivations make sense. 
there's just not a lot of them and there's no there's not really subplots and there's not really any complications or like twists and turns it's like one character wants to do one thing and the entire movie is that and it's mm-hmm. pretty much a central location it's mm-hmm. just like from a plotting standpoint it's really simple and it's actually shocking that they managed to get an hour and 14 minutes out of the plot that they came up with but yeah. for what it is it's really well done and it is delightful especially if you have nostalgia it will not ruin your nostalgic goggles at all also i had forgotten about the first battle that happens with ash and so good it's the dawn fan that's the best and i was part. just like <laughs> that's also if uh, i don't know if you guys remember this but that's the first time anybody saw don fan if i remember yes oh, i'm pretty sure that's this before when... silver came out yeah I'm oh yeah sure that's when don fan debuted i and oh, meryl and snubble both debuted in the uh pikachu short before it which i was not able to watch because of the way that the rental i used worked uh-huh. But yeah, Meryl and Snubble appear before it, and then Don Fan appears in it, and that was the first anybody had ever seen of any of them, maybe excepting Meryl, because he was also in the anime way before mm-hmm. Gold and Silver, I, but I think well, I the mean, movie like, predates. The, mo- the movie came out like slightly earlier in Japan, so I, I, like if, if uh, obviously internet wasn't a huge thing back in like 1998 or whatever, everyone yeah. was still on dial-up, but I think... <laughs> Like if you if you were slightly into the trading card games, I think you saw like Dawn Fan and Meryl and stuff early, but they would have been Japanese versions of the cards that went yeah. with the movie. But that was like super rare, mm-hmm. um, as like a sixth uh, sixth grader or fifth a fifth grader. But like if yeah. you were in Japanese culture, you would know that. But again, like that was such a different time. Yeah, yeah man. Now I'm like just waiting for more reveals. I'm like chomping at the bit. <laughs> Uh, the good old well, days. <laughs> anyways, let's go ahead and uh, jump into the movie. Now, I I decided to watch the, the full extended version uh, that they had released inside of Japan that has, like, the weird opening, like, 10-minute episode before the movie even oh, started to play. I've Did seen you that watch before. that version? No, but I've okay. seen that. I've seen the, so, uh, the dub version of that. Yeah, so there's, like, this... One of the scientists is, like, a dad, and he's trying to, like, bring his daughter back to life, and it's, like, this really touching, beautiful thing. And if you only watch the American version that they released, that is all completely cut, and you only see that that guy for the first time just being a complete jackass to Mewtwo. He's (laughs) the dude with the, like hair that kind of falls over to one side of his face who who says that really big nose yeah basically that they succeeded but with a tone and yeah it's like this whole like 10 minute film about them like tromping through the jungle to find Mm -hmm. muse dna yeah Mm. yeah did you get to watch that as well i've seen that before i haven't seen that part in forever but this is like the weird part where they like in the Pokedex entry or back in the day where they referred to like Mew being in Brazil and now it's like kind of been retconned of like, oh, uh, actual real countries don't exist. So we're just yeah. going to say jungle or yeah. forest. But and back, <laughs> back in the day, it was like, oh, Mew was found in like Brazil or something like that. Yeah. Like, oh, Brazil. Miles, <laughs> we need to go to Brazil. <laughs> Dub Ash also, makes like, a joke about Minnesota too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, one of my favorite things about this is just, like, it's just, like, the, you know, El Dorado of this world is just Brazil. Nobody in these, <laughs> in, like, pewter, pewter town, they're like, what the hell is a Brazil? <laughs> 
That Minnesota Viking joke is really like I don't think anyone kind of get. I mean, like I don't this think a kid watching it nowadays would totally get it. <laughs> Everyone from Minnesota was it. just like, "It's a little much." <laughs> I, it was like this movie was so fun to watch because I have so much nostalgia for it. But also, there were these jokes here and there, and almost none of them were like sincerely funny. But they were so mm-hmm. campy that I laughed anyways. Yeah. Um. So. It next jumps into uh, Mewtwo being cloned, and then they succeed in cloning him, and then he yeah. murders an entire island full of people with this basically a, a you, spirit bomb. Yeah, <laughs> this is where you pick up if you don't watch the extended version or that little, like, it's. I think it's a separate movie, but they tacked it onto the front at one point. Yeah. Has there been any, uh, have there been any, like, people that have theorized what move Mewtwo just used on that island? Look. If you watch the anime, psychic Pokemon don't play by the rules. <laughs> Not ever. Yeah, like super crazy powerful psychic. Yeah, uh, on the like island, if you I watch guess. if you watch the anime and you watch how psychic Pokemon fight and you sort of like follow it to its logical conclusion, no Pokemon should ever beat a psychic type ever. Not once. Yeah, for real. Anyways, Especially I don't not watch Mewtwo. The show as much. Yeah, so I, he. I, uh, he. He's mad because they're outside of it. He got cloned. And then yeah. he's they're like, we cloned you. We made you out based off of Mew. And he's the strongest, but now you are. So surprise. And <laughs> he, I don't know. He was kind of like, uh, I don't know how to feel about this. And they're like, look, we're going to, what's exciting is we're going to do like way more tests on you. And he's like, not nah, fam. <laughs> and then he killed them all and blew up their islands. <laughs> Also, then Giovanni just straight up just shows up to the island. Well, where they call just him. Basically, well, there's basically like a nuclear explosion on this island. The fact that he doesn't turn around his helicopter is beyond me. I would not go down there. I think Giovanni has like the biggest balls in this moment. <laughs> He's, I mean, you got to get that ROI, man. <laughs> That's so well, there's like a There's like a weird point, too, where like... Giovanni does use Mewtwo for some stuff, because we do see that in the anime where uh, Giovanni challenges, I think, Gary. Gary? uses the Mewtwo. Um, <laughs> so there's like there's like a, a point in time where like Giovanni has used Mewtwo before he leaves. Well, he's so shown... does that happen... At, is that in like a... That, is that it's a crossover like actual episode? Yes. Yeah. It's not the same animation. They just reanimated a similar moment. Correct. Oh, the that the armor happened. is the same, though. I mean, like, they yeah. they have to redraw it again, but it's like he's wearing the same armor. Um, yeah, oh, okay. I mean, they, they didn't, like, take the animation that they made for the film and put it into the episode or vice versa. So mm-hmm. they drew the same moment twice. Uh, yeah. One with a better budget. And, yeah, for real. Yeah, so he he's explicitly shown to be used in gym battles several times. Like that yeah. that arena Wait, is the is gym, he- and he beats Gary, who's cheating by using two Pokemon on one at once. So fuck <laughs> Gary. Gary's cheating. He also beats a Magneton and an Onix, and I think uh, one other Pokemon. Uh, no, an entire herd of Tauros. Well, that's outside. <laughs> that's not in the gym. But I'm talking in the gym alone. He's using Mewtwo with special armor that makes Mewtwo stronger. And, like, I know you can give your Pokemon held items to make them stronger, but this seems like cheating. 
Oh, wait a minute. This is what you're saying is that Gen 1, they are allowed to hold items. Well, not in Gen 1, no. Giovanni is like legitimately using like next generation technology on other Pokemon, as well as like, you know, he got super, super into, um, uh, you know, cloning Pokemon to get better EVs before anybody else was. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) He was like, can't IV breed a Mewtwo? Well, I'll show you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he, he basically uses Mewtwo a lot. And his Giovanni's like, so when he shows up on the island, he's like, hey, um, you seem mad, but I can help you understand how to use your powers and what your purpose is. And we're going to do the powers thing first, and I'll tell you purpose later. And Mm -hmm. so there's, like, a montage that involves the gym battle stuff and the Taurus stuff. And then we get to the point at the end of the montage where he reveals his purpose, which is to be Giovanni's Pokemon. And he specifically calls him a slave. Oh, God. And uh, Mewtwo does not take well to this. (laughs) (laughs) So he goes back to Murder Island to make his own plans. (laughs) (laughs) I really want this to be, like, a real place instead of, like, you know, you can go back to, like, the original Pokemon games and it's just like, oh, there's also this burnt-out island where Mewtwo lives sometimes. Well, they do they do it differently in the games. Uh, and I, I, I'll, why don't I pass this one off, since you're a resident Pokemon expert, I'm sure you know the answer to this also. Yeah. Or how they do the Mewtwo stuff in the games? Yeah. In Gen 1. In Gen 1, they, they stick Mewtwo in Cerulean Cave, uh, yeah. which is surrounded by, quote-unquote, the toughest wild Pokemon, which, if you want to classify Venomoth and Golduck as some of the strongest wild Pokemon, <laughs> that's a different bit of a conversation. But uh, uh, the games do acknowledge Mewtwo in a sense of when you like go to Silphco to defeat Team Rocket, uh, you do get the Master Ball, which is what uh, Giovanni was trying to get, which probably in terms, um, they don't outright say, but it's clear he wants the Master Ball so he can get his Mewtwo back. Yeah, um, and there are clipboards I never that even you can thought read. Yeah, in Silphco, there's clipboards that you can read that involve information about the creation of Mewtwo, and then on Cinnabar Island, there's an entire burned-out, basically old laboratory that is where they made Mewtwo. And there's tons of clipboards all over the place talking Mm -hmm. about Mew, talking about finding Mew's DNA, and talking about creating Mewtwo. Holy shit, I didn't even know this. It's been that long since I played the game, but like legitimately they so that's cinnabar island they are inside of the movie yeah that's well no uh, uh that's no. just where they originally made me to so let's go pikachu let's go eevee is actually really cool for this because um it's a way more detailed and prettier looking pokemon mansion <laughs> than like the 8-bit <laughs> one but um if you go into the basement there's actually like a giant test tube area that you can um you know, look at. Oh, that's cool. Uh, and you can see that the glass on the test tube is cracked and everything, and the water's leaked out. And what's even cooler, one step further, is if you have like a Mew or a Mewtwo following you, they will like have a special dialogue when they see the test tube. Interesting. That you can interact with. So it's really cool. There's also other moments in Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, where if you like go inside the, the Pewart City Museum, 
and you have a Clefairy with you, Clefairy freaks out because it sees a moonstone in the glass because that's how it evolves. So there are a lot okay. of um, cute moments in that game with um, old references. I did not know anything about these games. It, it, are those newer games? Yes, you don't even they know are. that they exist. No, I don't <laughs> oh play god. Pokemon really. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, let's go, Pikachu. Let's go, Eevee. Are uh, remakes? There, it's pretty much a remake of Pokemon Yellow because you get oh, okay. Yellow as a or you get Pikachu as a starter in that game. Instead, um, you can either have the Pikachu version or the Eevee version. In Pokemon Yellow, your rival gets an Eevee, so that's kind of the reference there but it's just a full remake of yellow um with some added features and they changed the catch mechanic to uh, more of a pokemon go catch mechanic but the core game is very similar you know eight gyms the same battles it's like if the first gen like from a battling mechanics thing it's like if the first gen had a baby with more modern gens so it has Mm. like touches and moves and stuff like that that come from more recent games but it is Mm -hmm. definitely simplified and the catching mechanic you just throw the ball like and go instead of um battling them and uh so it's like a fusion of go and like earlier games and it does not include Mm -hmm. all of like you can't have all the pokemon like you can in sun and moon um it doesn't connect to pokebank or anything like that and it's probably going to have like an indirect connection with Shield and Sword rather than. Oh, I I think it'll not. work with Pokemon Bank. I mean, it's a it's a main series Pokemon game, so. I, I don't know. Uh, to me, it reads differently since they changed a lot of things. They simplified a lot of things. It seems like a. It seems to me like they're trying to feed, like add main series game nostalgia onto Pokemon Go to get people interested in Pokemon on the Switch so that they will buy Shield and Sword. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it. like that's a different conversation. But like the Masuda, <laughs> who has directed Fire Red, Leaf Green, Diamond Pearl, um, you know X and Y, who who directed this game, he was the one that made the Pokemon Go catch mechanic in Go. So it's not like Niantic made that. So. His vision was to remake Yellow and to, like, argue, like, I think it'll have Bank. I just don't think there's no re- any reason to have Bank now because, like, you can only have 151 Pokemon. But, like, yeah. at this point, like, th- it's been 16 years since a Pokemon game hasn't worked with Bank. Um, and if they're allowing you to transfer your Pokemon Go Pokemon into Bank or into Let's Go and now they can't go anywhere else, like, why would you ever do that? <laughs> Like, why would you ever transfer a single Go Pokemon if you're like, well, now it's stuck in this game that can't go anywhere else? Um, Meanwhile, as someone who doesn't play Pokemon, Spencer has been just twiddling his thumbs and listening intently. Yeah. But the other argument is, like, some people are like, oh, well, I don't consider it a main series. And that's fine. Like, you can... if. If you want to disagree with how Game Freak classifies their games, that's fine. But yeah, I, I'm you, definitely d- one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you just yeah. go to Pokemon's website, there's two categories: main series and spinoffs. Let me tell you where Let's Go is. It's under the main series. I won't um, hear it. But if <laughs> if, if you want to argue criticism of me, I won't hear it and I won't respond to it. <laughs> if you want to argue like, oh, it's a spinoff, so it won't work with Bank. Let me point you to Battle Revolution, Gale of Darkness, Coliseum, Pokemon uh, Dream World. Those are four spinoff games that all work with Pokemon Bank. Mm, mm. I didn't know somebody any got, of that. Somebody got schooled. It was Blake. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I just don't like one of, <laughs> one of us has a nine-year-old podcast about Pokemon exclusively. Let's assume that he's correct. <laughs> oh, definitely he's going to know more than I am. <laughs> 100% of the time. 
Anyways, after Giovanni is a complete dick to Mewtwo, we are back inside of the movie with Ash Ketchum hanging out with two characters that do not matter at all in this movie, which is like Misty and Or Brock. usually. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> like, Brock is making a dish which just looks like, uh, like three vegetables inside it's of no some broth. It's no-chew stew, Spencer. <laughs> I don't no remember. Do they call it means... something like donuts, even though it's like clearly like rice cakes or something? No, they call <laughs> they call it no-chew stew. At least the the stuff that he's stirring, because that it's yeah. like goes in line with a joke about how Ash is lazy. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and it's then a, it's not a funny joke. <laughs> it what it is one of my fu- favorite jokes though when he. So they're like, he's lazy because he's tired and he's lazy and that's a character trait of his. And uh, then a dude shows up and is like, hey, I'm looking for Ash Ketchum. I want to battle him. And he gets up and he's running around and he's like, yes, we're going to fight. And they're like, what? You just said you were too tired to work. And he goes, the Pokemon battles not work. Yeah. And then uh, and then this Don fan is going to be released from this trainer um, who looks, I guess, like a generic sailor guy that you would run into in the first generation. Um, he's going to fight with a Don, Chan, a Don fan and then a Machamp. Um, and the Machamp going down to Bubble Beam doesn't make a lot of sense to me. What? Because, wait, the, the Machamp is the one that gets knocked out by Bubble Beam, right? Yeah. Yeah, but the Donphan going down to say like um to uh Solar Beam makes sense. Yeah. But like would Bubble Beam do that much damage to a Machamp? You would need a pretty high level advantage to win one shot a Machamp with Bubble Beam, assuming that Machamp is at full health. Yeah. Even if it's got a nature that's taking from special defense, it's not gonna take one hit. Bubble beam hits for like yeah. what, sixty five damage? Maybe he just didn't go to Nurse Joy in a while. Yeah. Yeah, I guess This guy was like, I don't need to heal up. Ash is a pussy. (laughs) So then we're going to get our first of many inaccuracies, which is the guy's going to throw out three Pokemon at once, including a Golem, and they are going to lose to a single (laughs) electric attack from Pikachu, which would not affect Golem at all. Okay, I have a question about this. Have they talked about, uh, like anywhere inside of like like pokemon fan theory about like how powerful this pikachu that is owned by ash would be or i guess he would be red in the game uh at this point i don't remember how many badges jim uh ash has is when ash has when he goes to the island because technically all the movies do fit in between anime episodes they just very rarely reference it and i guess at the end of this movie mewtwo technically uh, wipes their mind anyway. <laughs> yeah. He, I think he's got um, seven right now, because I think, if I'm remembering correctly, Gary beats him to the eighth gym, and the shot of Gary battling Mewtwo happens before, happens like either before or during him telling Ash that. So I think Ash mm-hmm. has seven badges at the time of the movie. But it has been a long time since I've watched those episodes. That's, that seems right, because when Ash battles the Viridian Gym, uh, Giovanni is like on his way out because of issues, and so he just puts Team Rocket in charge of the battle. Yeah. Mm. So Ash gets a gimme. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah for real. <laughs> um, so, so Ash wins the battle. It's um, great. This is a great then, battle, uh, by the way. And it has a revamped version of the first theme song that's pretty pretty sweet. 
I don't know if it's sweet or just like super nineties. <laughs> it can be both. <laughs> Basically, like I expected there to be like a like a like a jazz sax saxophone <laughs> that comes out in the middle of like to be the very there best. <laughs> absolutely, should be a jazz saxophone in this film for sure. Um. So Mewtwo is going to send out invites um, to to a bunch of different really powerful um, uh, trainers, Ash being one of them. Yeah, he picks Ash um, for some but, fucking reason. Yeah, right after there's there's our first introduction again of Team Rocket, um, which I will say uh, this until the end of time. They're, they're my favorite guffins out of any anime series. They're ridiculous side characters, but like you... You root for them, even though they're always going to fail. I I also have like a soft spot in my heart for Meowth. I like James because he's low key LGBT representation. Because <laughs> <laughs> the way they play him is very like very effeminate, and he like cross dresses all the time. And there's that flaming Moltres meme, and James is just the best. <laughs> I think this is like the first time as a kid I like had simp like i felt bad for team rocket uh i don't remember mm. if they like did that a lot in the show up to this point but they really like go out of their way to make team rocket feel like the good guys yeah they're definitely oh, yeah. on the side I, of good i in this. really felt yeah i really really felt for meowth like jumping forward way to later but like meowth has one of one of like the most touching moments inside of this whole movie like when he's talking to the other like clone meowth it's just like yeah yeah it's uh, it's genuinely moving because it's a it's a (laughs) simple but like powerful and important idea and i guess we'll talk about it when we get there but yeah it's the best part of the movie probably from an emotional standpoint yeah so the next thing that's going to happen inside of this movie is that they're they're all going to go to this island um there's also they're going to go to the fairy terminal Oh, and they're okay. gonna find out that the fairy is closed, <laughs> and they're gonna find out from the like fairy. She's like the wharf captain or whatever. She's in charge of this entire wharf area, and they should not have hired her because there is a horrible, deadly storm outside, and she's gonna be busy talking about legends. She's not gonna inform anybody <laughs> that the reason the boat is shut down. Is because of the storm that will kill you. Instead, she's going to go <laughs> off on a tangent about a legend that she heard one time. And then Officer Jenny's going to be like, so basically what she's saying is. And it is ridiculous and hilarious. <laughs> sometimes sometimes anime logic inside of like the world of Pokemon just checks checks completely the fuck out. Yeah. Like, um, like... I, I remember... I remember, like, when I was a kid watching, like, specific episodes, and, like, um, I, I would get to, I would get to, like, these people that have been training for years and years and years, and them just, like, doing the dumbest attacks on, um, like, Ash's, like, Ash's random Bulbasaur or Squirtle, and I was just yeah. like, oh, man, how do they not know that this is the wrong typing to attack with? Yeah. They like, just you're a gym leader. <laughs> I think this is we, I, still <laughs> under like four kids, I think. Yeah, because that's yeah. the original company, right? This is the good Ash, not the new Ash. Ugh, I disagree. 
Really? Yeah. You don't you like the the new one better? Well, Victoria, what's her name? Victoria Taylor. Veronica Roth, isn't it? Um, I think she was only Ash for like six seasons, and then Sarah Nacho Chemi, I think her name is. She's been Ash for sixteen years now. Um, I think I, like, I just don't like her. I think I like Sarah more. Uh, but when they switched I, to their it, own production company, which is like the whole reason why they lost like the original voice of like Oak and and Veronica and uh, whoever else. Um, that's because like all those voice actors were under contract. So when they switched production mm. companies, four kids had contracts on them, so they couldn't go elsewhere. Um, which I don't think they do as as much as anymore. I mean, you'd have to ask somebody who's like voice acting. But back in the day, they they signed these contracts, so like, oh, you can only voice act on four kids shows. Oh, uh, so they had like this the classic Hollywood studio system for voice actors. Yeah. Um, so when they switched, that's interesting. They did, they had to recast everyone. Um, and I, I don't know, Mm. I guess I'm under the impression where people are are like, you know, I hope the remake of Pokemon, the first movie, cause that's coming out in Japan soon. Like, I hope they get the original voice of Ash back. And it's like, why would they do that to Sarah? They've been clearly happy with her (laughs) for 16 years. Why would they be like, Hey, you know, this movie coming up where you'd probably get a decent paycheck. Yeah. You know, you're doing a great job, Sarah, but yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna recast. It's like, they're clearly happy with her. (laughs) Yeah. She's, I mean, she's by no means a bad voice actor, but uh, I remember when they made this switch between production companies when I was a kid and the new Ash came on and it just, sounds like somebody trying to sound like the old ash yeah which arguably you should do but i didn't it just rankled me and i've never gotten over it yeah i think i uh, I, I think the around black and white and x and y those animes i think she really grown like grew into her own version of ash kind of for the better but i i also remember yeah. like when uh the it was like the hoenn stuff it was like ruby sapphire Diamond Pearl. Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, this looks uglier" because they went with a cheaper production company at the time, and I was yeah. like, "No mm-hmm. one sounds the same." And that's like, if a kid is saying that kind of stuff, <laughs> you yeah. probably messed yeah. up. But <laughs> I did. You know what? I I will say though, like I I have not really watched like a very many different like Pokemon uh, television shows in a long time. But uh, I think it was like a year ago, I started watching sun and moon and I was just like, Whoa, this is good production value. Yeah. Like they stepped it the fuck. A lot up of people don't this, like it because they really simplified some of the designs and made them look much more childish. And every Pokemon fan that's like our age is really butthurt that Ash is not allowed to age. But I don't get why people you, are so like that, though. Like, who's who's on either. the internet being like, "Man, I wish Bart Simpson would turn 14. Like, what? Yeah, <laughs> it's I, not like Pokemon is the like the thing. first TV show that has the, ever done this. No aging. They aged <laughs> the Rugrats. You know, they did that. You know what happened? It was bad. <laughs> I think the thing that people don't like about Pokemon is Somebody's that it is throwing some like thick Rugrats shade right now. <laughs> So for Pokemon, it's an ongoing story, and I understand why people want him to age with the the world around him, or to like realistically move with the time that's occurring. I get that, but I think mm. the better criticism is that Ash never gets smarter. He has occasional character growth, which is often later uncut for no reason, uh, and 
I think that's a valid criticism, yeah. but the aging thing, yeah, it doesn't. I mean, yeah, it doesn't I, 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 I do you, agree with you. Like, I think people get hung up on like, I wish Ash would get older, but I think what they really mean is like, I wish Ash would get smarter, which yeah, is like, I wish Ash would remember what happened last Tuesday. Right, that's what they want. But like, it's like, well, you have like that's the the age has nothing to do with that. Like, you know, Lisa is eight years old in The Simpsons, and you know, sometimes she's dumb, and sometimes she really knows something, and sometimes you're like, how do you not know that, Lisa? Like. A week ago on The Simpsons, you knew all 72, you know, presidents, even though there's not. Um, but like, <laughs> it's only, it's only 45. Yeah. <laughs> but like, for Ash to get smarter, I guess like that's like, you could look at a show like Batman or you could look at a show like, uh, you know, Scooby Doo and it's not like, well, Scooby and Shaggy, you've solved 200 mysteries. Why are we still taking 22 minutes to solve a mystery? Like, you should know that <laughs> yeah. it's just a mask Jinkies. by now. Batman, you've put the Joker <laughs> in jail, you know, a hundred episodes. Why don't you put him in jail fast? Why yeah. does it take you the full episode? Like, uh, I don't know. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, you, Sometimes you gotta you waste gotta, 22 you... minutes somehow. <laughs> yeah. And the aging yeah. thing, look, if you read comics, especially, I, I don't know DC as well, but I know Marvel, has a concept known as like Marvel time, wherein it is explicitly understood that time does not work properly. They are not moving in real time. They don't age at the same rate. They're definitely not the ages they should be. And everyone's cool with it. And they're also doing that in the X-Men movies. Each X-Men movie since first class has skipped forward a decade, but the actors have only aged like four years between each at the max and they look (laughs) like it. So it has now been 40 years and they're like maybe 10 years older. (laughs) Yeah. Suspend your fucking disbelief people. (laughs) Yeah. You know, everybody listening, fuck you. (laughs) This is how this is how we keep people listening all yeah. the time. We're really welcoming podcast. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and get to that island, Blake. And yeah. Can you remind us how we get through the storm? A uh, complete accident. So, several of the Pokemon <laughs> trainers are going to use their fully evolved, powerful Pokemon. Ash, Misty, and Brock don't have any of those. So they have to rely on Staryu and Squirtle to help out. Who are... Which is ridiculous. Plenty st- I mean, Misty is a water-specializing gym leader, and Ash has had Squirtle forever. His Squirtle is more than strong enough to take out him a champ in one hit with just a bubble beam. So, yeah, I guess so. But yeah, they, they, uh, before they get tossed into the waves, they are going to be... Uh, we're going to get a classic Team Rocket mess around. So... <laughs> They're going to show up. Jesse and James are just as Vikings. They are in an old wooden boat, and Meowth is tied to the front of it in a dress as the, like, uh, oh, shit, what is that called? The 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 bust or whatever? The Valkyrie. Sure. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. That goes on the, the word. The mermaid. Yeah, yeah you're all of those. Spencer, you're a genius. <laughs> Hell, Matt, starboard. <laughs> so they- they're going to like, you know, they'll go in the boat for a little while. There's a good line from Jesse that I also never got until today, which is like, she's saying stroke in rhythm to get them to, to paddle. And at one point she goes, I think I'm going to have one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. That's a quality <laughs> <Yeah>. joke. <laughs> and one that I have never understood as a younger person watching this. But now I was like, oh, I get that. I'm afraid of this. <laughs> that was for the parents that were watching it with their yeah. kids. <laughs> 
that only came for the mu the mu hollow cards that they could sell for money mm-hmm. later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good callback. <laughs> So uh, the boat's going to get this. A wave's going to wash over. It's going to wash away Jesse and James and Meowth's costumes and put them all at the back of the boat for uh, for a good shot of the three of them. And Ash, Misty, and Brock are going to be like, oh, shit, it's Team Rocket. And then they're all going to be tossed out of the boat and into the ocean. And I guess they're in this boat for like a while because it's my understanding that the island is a ways out. And that it's going to be yeah. re- they, so. It's explicitly stated that you will probably die if you try to make it to the island. And also, so I got to go back to this wharf master lady. So her, she goes off on this tangent about this legend, and then she's like, "If you try and go out there, you'll die." And then when everybody starts trying to go out there, she's like, "There are some people that don't see any obstacles, and that's what will make them great trainers." And I'm like, "Pick a lane." <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know how I feel about this person but it it really sounds like they're not good at their job. She though. really needs like, to be fired. Yeah, it's like it's like if Smokey the Bear was just like <laughs> don't start forest fires and then when somebody started a forest fire he was just like you will be a great firefighter someday. <laughs> well, I'm just like I was sitting there like Pete was like folding laundry or some shit when I was finishing the movie and I was sitting there and I was like this is probably why Nurse Joy's missing cuz she wanted to get away from this woman. She's like trying to sit down at the cafeteria and she's like my grandmother once told me a legend. And she's like I just want to eat in peace. Someone kidnapped me. <laughs> She's just like, I only get 30 minutes for my lunch break. Just go I away. I not listen to this fucking story again. <laughs> what if, like, that was just, like, all, like, uh, like a put-on, like, fake accent so that she could, like, like she works inside of, like, Hollywood Studios or something yeah. on the weekends. She's just practicing. Yeah. It's she's like- getting ready for it. Anyways, they make it to it's the It's, like, island. weird because, like, <laughs> this is, like, half the movie right here. Like, the opening battle, yeah. the problem to getting to the island, and then the actual journey to the island is, like, all right, we're halfway through the movie and nothing good has happened yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. And also, like, if you came just for Mew and Mewtwo, by this point, you're just like, wait a minute. We've spent way too long doing We've this. We've seen Mew like, once, because Mewtwo makes the storm using his psychic powers, which again, see our conversation from earlier about how no one beats a psychic Pokemon in the anime, if you yeah. really play it out. But Mew, I think we're sort of, in, I think they indicate that Mew can tell that there is a disturbance in the force. And yeah. uh, we see him really briefly start to, ha- I guess we see it, because it's legendary and does not gender, but... Uh, it starts to head off towards where Mewtwo is. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so they get to the island, um, and they find out pretty quickly that Mewtwo has made clones of all of their Pokemon. Well, he's, um, like, he's made clones of the original starter Pokemon. So the, the Venusaur, Blastoise, and Charizard. And then he's gonna have, he's gonna fight them in a mirror match. And his clones are stronger than the regular Pokemon. And then when he beats them, he steals all the other Pokemon yes. so he can make clones yeah. of them too. Also, yeah. we get a second mistake where uh, a Pidgeot is called Pidgeotto by its own trainer. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, there's Maybe that's its nickname. I, I thought about that. I was <laughs> like, maybe it's like, I, I wanted you to... Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, he got it in the trade. He they can't like, change the name. He's like, fuck this. <laughs> and he's there's like, at least Yeah. <laughs> there's at least one more. I know the Sand Sandslash is called Sandshrew later. Oh, I remember what the other one is. Mm. So when all the Pokemon are stolen, they're they're like popping up the silhouettes of the Pokemon on the screen of the like uh, replicator machine. And they pop up a Scyther silhouette and they go, Alakazam! And then they pop up like three or four more and they get all of them right. Hey, so maybe like, they didn't watch enough Pokemon anime prior to them going there and they didn't, you know, who's that Pokemon? They just... <laughs> They just did. yeah. I, the one the one time that they play put that up there that? and it shows a silhouette of a scyther and you're just like you're like it's a scyther and then when it comes back from commercial as it shows an alakazam and you're just like <laughs> yeah. The, it, it just seems it seems like a mistake because they get all of the other ones right, so it doesn't feel like it's supposed to be played for laughs. And then it's almost immediately followed by meowth calling a sand slash a sand shrew. And I think the translators just didn't complete their homework. They got like a 90% they rounded up. Yeah, for real. Anyways, um, so uh, then the epic battle for the... Uh, basically, the world is going to start. Literally. Mewtwo wants to destroy the world, literally. Yes, so they're going to start battling between these cloned Pokemon and their stronger Pokemon, or they're not stronger, I guess, because they all kind of, like... They, I feel like all of them get to, like, a, a standstill moment where they're just like, we're too tired, we're just going to fall over. Yeah. Um. Also, I can't remember how Ash gets knocked onto the roof, but he's on the Mewtwo roof. Mewtwo puts him up there. <laughs> he's He's going to straight up murder Ash, who should have died, like, three or four times in the movie already, but he survives. Uh, and then Mewtwo knocks him away with a powerful psychic blast and shoots him like a bullet at the ramparts of this castle. And he is saved by yeah. Mew's arrival. And then we get to watch the, uh, watch Ash bubble. try to... We we then get to have to watch Ash do a uh, a 20-minute climb yeah. down from the side. He <laughs> is doing some free solo down to the battlefield. You can, like, tell they wa- <laughs> they're just stretching... For like content at this point, yeah. Which is like again yeah, why yeah. I'm like very curious of how they're remaking this movie because it just yes, uh, like this movie. Like this movie's fine, and of course, like ugh, it's a '90s movie, so it definitely has a lot of flaws and a lot of issues. And it's not like Pokemon movies have gotten Drama. much better, uh, but like. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I know what's going to happen. They're going to add extra stuff, and then people are going to be upset it's not faithful. But, like, if they keep it the same, jeez, like, there's a lot of... That's worse. There's <laughs> a lot of... It might be unwatchable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing that is going to happen inside of this where I was just like, did you guys run out of budget because you spent all the money on the Mew and Mewtwo fight? Um, because Mewtwo is going to be like, to get a true feel of how strong that my Pokemon are versus your Pokemon, I will remove all of their, their special powers. And I was like, nah, you didn't want to draw any fire or water (laughs) shooting out anymore, did you? You know, it, narratively, it's a good move, too, because it's easier to keep track of these Pokemon just sort of smacking each other than it is to keep track mm. of them all launching their special attacks in a fairly confined area. I mean, it's, it's what is it? So it's uh, three Pokemon trainers who have teams of six, plus uh, the handful, probably six total, between Ash, Misty, and Brock. 
So there's mm-hmm. there's more than twenty Pokemon doubled fighting in like a, a large but not that large arena. So if they were launching all of their moves at each other, it would be chaos. Now, mm-hmm. I'm into that. But I can understand <laughs> why they didn't want to keep track of all that when they were writing or animating this. What if the uh, the entire reason that they're doing this like new version of the movie is just so they can do like more crazy badass fights in between like, you know, these cloned Pokemon versus the real Pokemon? I mean, I'm into that. I'd be down for that. Even if it's the that same movie, yeah. if they just give some more action. All right, I'll take it. Yeah, the the action yeah. in this movie is pretty decent. It's like you know, it's dated animation, but it's good animation, so it holds up decently well. And it, it, they're yeah. pretty good sequences. Yeah, so after Ash climbs down for 20 minutes, he is going to jump in between uh, Mew and Mewtwo, sh- shooting off, like, really powerful psychic attacks at each other. Um, in the middle, he is going to be hit by it, and then transformed into stone, which I don't know how that works. I... I has there been any theories on why he turns to stone when hit with a psychic blast? Uh, uh, I don't Anybody? Th- Bueller? <laughs> well, uh, so I watched the most recent Pokemon movie, or maybe the second most recent last night. I Choose You? He is also killed in that. Uh, it's the I Choose yeah. You. See, that one makes sense. In this one, it, like, he's turned to he, stone, and then they cry, and that brings him back to life. Well, that's because the crazy yeah. wharf master okay. talked about this legend, which turned out to be true. All right. So she was justified in talking about it, but not while she's at work telling people about a dangerous storm. So, it, just yeah, with that dumb fake accent, the, it's the, it's a legend that turned out to be true, and she still needs to be fired. In the in the newer movie, yeah. he gets he gets shot by like eighty hyper beams. Yeah, and what he and then he disintegrates. He, yeah, he pretty much disintegrates. But that one makes sense because the Phoenix Pokemon Ho Oh, the Pokemon that can literally bring things back to life, is there. Yeah, and so uh, Ho Oh is so there he, to bring Ash back to life, which like a hundred percent makes sense. The getting turned yeah, to stone, dies, not so much. He dies kind of yeah. like how Harry Potter dies in book seven, movie eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's killed, his Harry's body is still there, and this Ash's body disintegrates so that we can have some emotional moments with Pikachu and this cute thing with the hat. But in this, in both series, the person who was just killed goes to like a, a parallel universe and has an experience that is profound and allows them to come back to life. Well, the uh, this movie is not going to have that, but it is going to straight up. I remember crying in the movie. Oh yeah, it'll get you when 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 Pikachu comes down and he's just like like trying to like wake up Dad from Lion King. Oh uh, my god, Ash it's so that. And I gotta say, yeah. I don't know the voice actor that, or I guess actress that plays um, Pikachu, but. She is selling this moment right now because Pikachu is cute and it's an animal. And it's ha- when it is sad, you are sad because it's a cute animal and that's how people work. And it works yeah. so well in this moment. Yeah. I, I This moment didn't super get me like when I was watching it again. Heartless. The moment that got me, the <laughs> moment that got me way more was the moment where Meowth is talking to clone Meowth and he wants to start a fight. Um, this happens right before this and the other Meowth is like, why should we fight? And he was like, yeah, I don't understand it either. Like, we don't need to do this. What's the reason we were 
why would we battle against each other? And they like come to a resolution with each other and then yeah, he don't says, fight. He says is, something like, maybe if we started focusing on the things that we have in common instead of the things that make us different, uh, well, who knows? And that's a really yeah. great sentiment. Like, we have a lot in common, even if we have yeah. different beliefs or experiences or whatever. And you Or know, stripes. Or stripes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like, if you... If you, like, have prejudices, maybe you could focus on what makes you similar to the the things that you're prejudiced against and not the things that make them different. Although I still don't like Let's Go that much, so I'm not (laughs) going to take the advice. (laughs) Then, So Ash comes back through the power of all of the Pokemon having a moment and also the full audience. And then he's alive again. And then Mewtwo basically sees the error of his ways. Even though he was going to kill the entire world, uh, the actual being confronted by death has changed his mind. And uh, he is going to say something that has been repeated by politician Herman Cain, who was a former presidential candidate whose race was fully ended by the... By saying, I believe these words came from the Pokemon movie. And then quoting what Mewtwo (laughs) says at the end of this fight. Which is a profound statement, but you don't attribute it when you're running for president. Yeah. He says something about... this line, Blake? I I don't even remember what it was. I, I, like, made a mental note. It's really similar to the Meowth thing. But it's basically like we need to like work together. We don't need to fight. We, you know, we were like stronger together or some shit like that. It's it makes sense why a politician would say something similar to this. But don't I have don't I have yourself, the quote. man. Uh, okay, I thought this was gonna get brought up, so I had to like look <laughs> through my notes here. Uh, the quote is: "Life can be a challenge. Life can seem impossible. It's never easy when there's so much on the line." But you and I can make a difference. There's a mission for just you and me. Just look inside and you will find just what you can do. Pokemon! Yeah, so this is Mewtwo (laughs) deciding that he wants to go off and think about this, and Herman Cain deciding that he didn't really want to be president of that book. It's, it's like, it's an oh, okay man. quote. Just, it's like, like when, but when you actually, like, in a, in a sense of a, like, a movie aimed for children, uh, it's, it's great. Uh, it, it's it, a good summary. If you separate it's not that as good as Meowths. from the movie and you just read it out loud, you're like, this is the most generic thing ever. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Herman Cain is back in politics now. Um, he shouldn't yeah. be still, but he is. So maybe he'll give us some more great quotes. I fucking his hope next so. one, His his next one will just be like Psyduck, Psyduck, Psyduck <laughs> said. Psyduck well, he's from um, Pokemon. Trump has is trying to like get him nominated to like the Fed chair or something like that, but he has like a sexual harassment charge that's hanging over his head. So like this dude's a whole mess, anyways. But his original claim to infame was quoting the Pokemon movie on a presidential stump speech. (laughs) Yeah. So after that, they are going to wipe the minds of everybody and every Pokemon that was there. um, And then fly away into the distance. Um, And uh, that's basically the end of the movie. You're just like, you know what? We all learned a really powerful and important lesson here. So you guys forget that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh. 
anyways, that's uh what what were your takeaways after watching the movie again after a while? I think it's uh it's okay at best. Like I like it's okay. what what is it like 90 minutes like 100 and, it's like 111 minutes or something. It just like as a kid it felt epic but then as an adult it just feels like man they wasted so much time doing like nothing in this movie <laughs> yeah yeah the battle sequences aren't as good as i remember them being but they are good so i think the action sequences are worth watching it for but like i said earlier the plot is really light and it's kind of stretched thin and it does sort of feel like that so like meowth has a nice sentiment near the end and there's some good fights uh and that's most of it yeah, and yeah. Uh, um, as somebody who is who consumes way more Pokemon media than Blake or I um do, um, have you seen all of the movies up to date of the there Pokemon are, universe? As of this recording, twenty one Pokemon movies. <laughs> um, they, yeah. So the, did they come out with the sequel to I Choose You already? So I Choose no. You was. Two years ago now, which is the, that was the 20th Pokemon movie. Um, and then last November, which actually wasn't, was that six months ago, seven months ago? Um, that was yeah. The Power mm-hmm. of Us, which is a similar title to The Power of One, which is the Lugia movie. Uh, okay. that movie is completely like it. They are not the same. The, uh, the I Choose You is more of like, here are the couple, here are like the first 20 episodes of the anime that we're gonna like bunch together. And then we're gonna like go off and do this like ho-oh. So I choose you is like, if you watch the very first anime movie, um, Ash sees a ho-oh at the end of that movie. And that was before, you know, you know, people knew who ho-oh was. And so the point of that movie is instead of going to, you know, Pewter City to battle Brock and meet Misty and have the bike situation, he decides to follow the ho-oh. So it's like a split timeline. Mm. So instead of going one way, he goes the other way. Um, oh shit! We can have like alternate realities inside the Pokemon universe. Yeah, yeah. I it's can't wait you... until somebody goes back in time, like an X Men. It's how you recover from the snap. <laughs> uh, and then, so the power of us, which not to be confused with the power of one, is Ash in a whole different city. Uh, Lugia is like talked about, but actually, really not in the movie. That movie features a Pokemon called Zeraora. Um, there's a, it's just a completely different movie. I personally didn't like it. I liked what they tried to do with that movie. Whereas like this movie, like Mewtwo, the Mewtwo movie, I feel like is very light on story. Very, very simple. A lot of filler. The power of us is like five different characters stories and they're all doing different things. And then of course they do the thing at the end where they all come together, um, to solve the problem. And it's still it's still like an yeah, hour it's still and like a half. an hour and a half. But like, yeah. so they do like five different stories. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> um, and like, none of them really feel good. They just feel very generic. Mm. And like, even and out of the five stories, like none of them are really Ash's story. Like Ash is just there, which is like cool. Like I don't think Ash needs to be a focus of these movies per se. It's nice that he's there and you can associate with. But like the five stories they do do, which is like uh, a person who is a liar. So. Spoiler, he, you know, stops lying at the end of the movie. There's a person... Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, there's, like, a person who dealt with death, so she kind of gets over that. There's a person who, um, they hurt themselves while running, 
So you can like portray that to like somebody who got in a car accident, who's scared to drive or somebody who like, you know, lost their job. And it's hard. Like, it's one of those stories of like, you know, trying to get them back on foot. There's like a scientist who's like, he's not assertive enough. So he has all these like wonderful plans, but like he has no way of like telling anyone how to what these should be, even though like you're doing the right thing. So those all sound interesting on paper, right? And it just completely yeah. falls they're, flat because they're just like, wow, all of this is boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. I've seen screenshots and maybe like a quick trailer or something, and it looks beautiful. It's Yeah, the animation is really, really great. I was like shocked but, that um, it wasn't like, I mean, when you title something the power of one to the power of us, you're like, oh, is this a remake? And it, I was, it's very shocking that it's not zero percent the yeah. same yeah I, I choose you was so interesting because i thought it was going to be way better than it was but i had a good time watching it but mostly because i really like pokemon <laughs> and so i was like oh that's that pokemon yeah i like you know? i like i choose you a lot there are a couple movies that like i think the worst pokemon movie ever is uh volcanion and the mechanical marvel which is a movie that oh, features seen that one volcanion and magirna it's really awful. Um, it has, it has one <laughs> redeeming quality, uh, which is there's a Pokemon called Zygarde, and Zygarde's made up of all these Zygarde cells. Uh, so this is another reason to like, quote unquote, some people don't believe that the movies fit in between the anime episodes, but like, the only reason that movie works is because you spend the entire anime, like, seeing all these Zygarde cells around, and Bonnie is, has one of the Zygarde cells, and she is, she and Zygarde can help form the Mega Zygarde, which is just, it, it just looks like a Power Ranger Megazord. Um, yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. really cool looking, but like, that's like the, like, that's like two minutes of like awesome in mm-hmm. a hour and a half movie that is garbage. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had that when I watched one recently where I was like, oh, I've been wanting to see this. It was one of the newer ones, but maybe like a Gen 6 or something. And I was just like, God, this is so boring. Yeah. Like, where, where, I'm here to see this cool, po- like, I, I I always have remembered the feeling of watching the first three movies, which I saw all three of those in theaters. And I remember Pokemon, the Ash's first battle in this one, but also a, a major plot pillar of the third one is that the characters are forced into Pokemon battles that are really well animated and exciting. And I haven't seen it in a while, so I don't know if it holds up. But I just remembered that was so cool. Like, you know, the Pokemon battles in the show can be kind of boring because the the budget isn't always there. And so they kind of cut corners and stuff. And the movies don't do that. And that was what I wanted was, like, cool fights with good trainers having good fights. And then, you know, do some legendary shit, I guess, if you have to. And, I, yeah, it just – it's that's not actually that common. Yeah, the only yeah. other movie that I think is like kind of interesting, although it's like none of these movies are particularly like good, but there is a another Mewtwo movie with a different Mewtwo. Um, it's called Genesect and the Legends Awaken, Legend Awaken, which has to do with, um, a group of Genesect that are looking for like a new home. Um, and there's like an ongoing battle between like Genesect and Mewtwo, which is pretty interesting. Also, Genesect being another uh, man-made Pokemon. There are a couple. Mm-hmm. Um, Mewtwo, Genesect, uh, you know. Magirna is. Magirna well. is man-made. Porygon, I believe, is man-made. So there are a couple. Yeah. But seeing, like, two man-made Pokemon, like, fighting over each other, 
Uh, it's an okay movie. Uh, uh, it's not super great, but I think I think it its pacing is pretty decent compared to other movies. I'd like to give honorable mention to the uh, Manaphy movie also, which is the only one that feels like a movie. Yeah, that Even one's like weird too. It has slow weird animation. As hell. But it's it's like two hours. It's a long film. All right. The the last and the biggest question that I know we really want to get your two cents on. How do you feel about Detective Pikachu oh, coming out? What are your thoughts? Incredibly excited for that movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um I I you know I I'm pretty happy with anything Pokemon related even if it's, you know, bad. Like I can I can say that I I thought Volcanion and the Mo- Mechanical Marvel was like the worst Pokemon movie of all time, but I sat there for an hour and 40 minutes and was like well, at least I saw Volcanion move, I guess, and Magirna yeah. fly. So <laughs> I guess I can put that in my brain of this is how these Pokemon move in real life. Um, but, yeah. uh, I played through the video game of Detective Pikachu and it was easily one of my favorite games of last year. And I felt like so many Pokemon fans slept on it. And I, I don't want to sound gatekeepy. Like, I know there are definitely fans that are like, I'm only buying and playing the TCG. I'm only buying and playing the main series games. Like, I don't want to deal with spinoffs. I don't want to deal with the anime. I get it. You know, mm-hmm. not everyone has that much time in the world, but, uh, I am slightly disappointed that, like, some hardcore fans or just fans in general just didn't give it a chance. Um, it's not really a, that, that game is not really a game. <laughs> it's more like an interactive storybook. I mean, the puzzle, there are puzzles in it. They're very simple, but like no one is going to like gone home or firewatch being like, man, that puzzle was easy. Like, no, you're playing those games because you want to know what happens. You want to know the, the story. And I thought the detective Pikachu story was good. I thought it was very entertaining and very charming. So, to like see that recycled into movie form and like I know why Pikachu talks compared to other Pokemon. Like I know the ending. So like that gets me excited. Um and it just seems like everyone working on that movie cares. Uh yeah. which mm-hmm. is like even if it's bad, I think it'll still be the like you walk away being like, Yeah, that was, that didn't feel like a waste of sixteen fifty at the movie theater. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I just purchased tickets the, uh, this morning for it. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, it looks really How good. How prescient of us. And Ryan Reynolds is a great choice because he's in a, a real resurgence right now. A good choice, too, because kind of his like... daughters actually like Pokemon, and so that's one of the reasons why he wanted mm. to do it. Well, and Detective Pikachu, it looks like they're playing Pikachu as a sort of... Deadpool, as far as the way that he jokes and talks, he's got really similar sort of sarcastic style. Obviously, the characters are wildly different in a yeah, lot of important he, he, ways. For the record, he is very sarcastic in the video game, too. That makes sense. Mm. And, and uh, I mean, I know a lot of people were pulling for Danny DeVito, but Ryan Reynolds is a great choice. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks great. It's, it's You can tell, like... I remember through the years, there have been rumors of a live action Pokemon movie. And every time my internal reaction was, I just don't think they can do it. Like partly because the Pokemon story almost always centers around a long form journey. And partly because I was worried that it would be this like sort of soulless studio cash cow. But 
there's Dragon Ball Evolution. Exactly. They're they're really smart because they have taken the journey Pokemon trainer narrative out of it. And they just made a city full of Pokemon. This is the world of Pokemon, not the world that you're used to, but a world that could exist alongside the main series games that you are used to. And Mm -hmm. that's great because they, they are able to like use the IP in fun and creative and exciting ways, but not be beholden to what most people know it as while still honoring that. And then you look at the designs, this is a passion project. Yeah. It's, it, it kind of comes from the place of like, if you compare it to the Harry Potter movies, if you ever were to cast, cast somebody as Ash, you will always have that, that like actor to character persona. Just like, I don't think Daniel Radcliffe can be casted in anything without people going, Oh, that's the Harry Potter kid. <laughs> so yeah. like that's like problem yeah. one. But also like again, comparing it to Harry Potter, I think that the Fantastical Beast movies are way more interesting than like the Harry Potter stuff specifically. Um because they they can like not focus on this huge long journey and just focus on this like simple hour and a half story that's like not desperate for filler or not desperate for like multiple cliffhangers. They can just tell a story and you can walk away being like, well, I know Harry Potter is a thing. I don't need to know like Mm. who his parents were, what eye color he had or when his birthday was like, I can watch this and go away um, and be happy. And I, I, I still am like curious of like, I'm sure it will sell well and make money. And even if it, it performs badly. They're still going to make a ton of money off DVD and Blu-ray sales for, you know, parents who need to throw something on in the car and their eight hour minivan ride, like money wise, they're going to do fine. I'm just curious, like audience wise, if there is somebody who, you know, doesn't really play Pokemon go or doesn't really play video games. And they see this because it looks funny or entertaining. Do they walk out going, I'm interested now, or do they just yeah. kind of move in? Cause I think you see with that with like Marvel movies of like somebody being like, yeah. I'm not super into Iron Man. And then they walk out and all of a sudden they're like, you know what? I'm going to buy an Iron Man shirt at Walmart. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think I, I obviously biased as a big Pokemon fan who is seeing these things realized in a really exciting way. I do think that it looks generally good. It, like the trailer is funny and it has good jokes. You know, who's to say how good the plot's going to be. It might be really fucking generic or have some ass pulls in it, but it looks like it's got a lot of good jokes in there and the Pokemon designs are interesting and they look a little weird in real life form, but I think they're going to hold up pretty well. They're using a lot of gen one. So you're going to get a lot of nostalgia people in there, I think. And, uh, they're not using exclusively Gen mm-hmm. ones, so which is nice. I'm glad that curiosity. Yeah, I'm so glad to see that. I, that's always my worry is that like when they try to appeal to the masses, they're trying to appeal through the ones that like we all grew up with. Yeah, well, for and the like, the mm-hmm. what's what's interesting, and I get why they did it, is there are certain Pokemon that they're focusing on and they rewrote. So in the game, there is no Jigglypuff and there is no Psyduck. But I mean, if you were to like pick five Pokemon that any person knows on the street i think like pikachu psyduck jigglypuff mewtwo charizard are probably the five um mm-hmm. maybe squirtle uh but like they they definitely rewrote those parts but then they took you know 
current day Pokemon that are extremely popular. Like if you're, um, if you, if your first games were X and Y or even, you know, before that, like Greninja is in the movie. Greninja is not in the video game, but Greninja is incredibly popular compared to, you know, yeah. other, the other it's 800 Smash Pokemon. Too. Oh yeah. Like we, we do an anime podcast where like, the the majority of the people listen to most of our episodes and then way more people listen to the Naruto episodes because it's just yeah. like if you staple a ninja to anything <laughs> people are like yeah I want to watch that yeah. <laughs> uh, you're gonna take you're gonna take a lizard and then you're gonna you're gonna take a frog and then you're gonna staple a ninja to it yeah I want that yeah and I do yeah yeah <laughs> well Anyways, we've been going on um, for a little bit over an hour, um, but uh, we we definitely really we're really happy to have had you on. Yeah. Um, and um, if you can just like quickly make sure that everybody knows where to listen to your podcast, if you know if they haven't listened to it, you know we've got some people that are just yeah. anime fans that maybe haven't div- dove all the way into Pokemon games and movies. It's it's a wide swath of people that it covers both things. Yeah, sure. Um, so I come out with a podcast called It's Super Effective every single Monday uh, that you can find in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google Play or Stitcher, wherever you get podcasts. Pretty much in any podcast feed, you could probably mm-hmm. get away with typing in the words Pokemon Podcast, and it's yeah. probably going to be the, the top hit because it's been around so <laughs> long. Um, otherwise... Uh, yeah, he's got. Yeah, great I got. SEO. I got that good SEO. I literally went to Google and bought PokemonPodcast.com, and here we are. Wow, nice. <laughs> um, but uh, otherwise, yeah, I Pokemon is actually like my full time job. So I do the podcast. I do a couple other podcasts, um, but I stream Pokemon primarily on Twitch. So twitch.tv slash pkmncast, um, where I pretty much play multiple Pokemon games, uh, nightly of varieties of stuff. So, uh, I'm, I'm too, I'm too deep in. <laughs> There's no saving. There's no way out. <laughs> There's no way out at this point. Yeah. Well, it's been so awesome to have you on. Um, and, uh, people should definitely listen to your podcast. Yeah, your show is really um, fun to listen to. Oh, thank and- you. Yeah. It has a similar comedic vibe to ours. Um, it's obviously we're focused on like telling the stories of the anime and you guys are more talking about news. Yes. And yeah. so you're mm-hmm. going to get a lot more riffing and a lot more uh, sort of like poking fun at things and stuff like that on their show in a different way. So if you like our stuff, you'll probably like theirs. Yeah, absolutely. So um, definitely listen in and thanks so yeah, much. Yeah, thank you guys on. for having me. Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions. With sound editing done by Rashad English of Plain English Productions. He's our level six sound wizard. Level up. Our podcast is ad-free and we want to keep it that way. If you want to keep it that way too, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at B&S Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at reddit.com slash r slash get jumped. If you like the show, please like, subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show. New episodes come out every Sunday. On iTunes. Google Play. Stitcher. Buzzsprout. Or wherever you get your podcast from. And hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.